Hello, junkies, crackheads, stoners, pill poppers, booze bags, coke fiends, ravers, rockers, hippies, hobos, potheads, wasteoids, losers, hipsters, racists, therapists, professors, homophobes, flaming homosexuals, big book thumpers, 12-steppers, hypnotists, skinheads, Mormons, Jews, agnostics, Eskimos, and any and all other members of the Dopey Nation. Welcome to Dopey, the podcast on drug addiction and dumb shit. And here's Dave and Chris. How you like that? I like it, man. It's pretty good. Now we don't have to do it. <laughs> we're not. We're doing that every time. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. What do right. you think? I like it. Who is that? That's my cousin's husband. Ben. Oh, the voiceover guy. <laughs> what do you think? That's good. That's pretty good, right? That's good. I like it. All right. Well, go. Here we are. Hippies, hobos. <laughs> you know, the only thing missing is Dominicans. Dominicans. Yeah. I would love if Dominicans is on the list. Yeah. Oh my God! Tweets are coming in. Where here we are doing dopey. How do yeah. you feel? I feel good, man. Nice and relaxed. Yeah, we're just in the middle of the bomb cyclone right now. For all our it's listeners over. who aren't in the Northeast, didn't feel like it was overdriving here. It was snowing, dude. It took me an hour to just shovel out the driveway to get my car out. The bomb cyclone's over. Yeah, I know, but the, we're what doing is the, the bomb a- aftermath? Doctor Chris, why don't you tell the audience what the bomb cyclone is? I read about it. It was really boring. It's something like forms in the sea, and some like meteorologist said something. It's called like a bomb something and then they started calling this type of storm bombs and then somebody named it bomb cyclone is it cyclone because of the cyclone roller coaster in coney island yes really yeah that's why it's weird right it sounds it sounds like a some sort of song or band name bomb cyclone you always ask me how i'm doing how are you doing I me mean, i'm good dangerously z on twitter says no questions just praise. Love you guys. Okay, so right before we started recording, Dave tweeted that uh, we're recording and send questions in. So Danger- just give it, give it a minute. Give it a minute. But dangerously Z, you should just know. Yeah. She's this lovely woman, and she always likes our stuff and retweets it. Is that the woman that exposed her breasts? No, it's a different woman. Uh, that was a lucky duck. Oh, okay. Um, were those actually lucky ducks' breasts that were dopied out, or was that somebody else's? I think they were hers. They were Lucky Ducks? I think so. Wow. Because she has that tattoo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you matched it up. Yeah, I matched it up. You did your homework. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did, I did my homework. <laughs> Fucking, um, that story is the craziest story, and I can't tell it. The the, the Lucky Duck fallout story. Oh, yeah. One yeah. day. Sorry, Dopey Nation. Someday, yeah. It's coming later. Coming later. On a family-style Dopey. <laughs> uh, before we get started, a shout-out to... Joseph Molina. Joseph Molina. Yeah, what's up, dude? What do you know about him? I forget. He emailed us and wanted a shout-out. I think he's doing methadone clinic, maybe? If not, sorry, Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) If not on methadone, we apologize. Um, So, I'm doing good. Um, I worked all day. I took yesterday off because of said uh, bomb cyclone. Yeah. Uh, I feel really... I think Dopey is, like, hitting some sort of stride. Yeah, we're getting so many emails and stuff. Emails and downloads and this and that and the next thing. Uh, I, I you never get... This. Do you ever get, like, um, when you get snowed in, there's that old familiar itch? It's funny you should mention that. Because, um... No, first of all, I don't. Yeah. Uh, but I'm snowed in with my seven-year-old. Yeah, it'd you know be different I mean? if you were alone. If I was alone and yeah. I was snowed in, well, I, I would treat it like a sick day, and I would watch either um, 
fucking Lord of the Rings or the God... Last year, I watched the Godfather trilogy. Yeah. Like, I can do that, and I can have some sort of, like, vicarious reaction, like, because I always used to watch those movies high. Yeah. And I could watch those movies and kind of pretend like I'm high kind of thing. And I don't know. I said this at at a meeting recently... Because people all over the place are asking me, like, what do I do about cravings? Like, assuming that I have all these cravings. Yeah, the the whole thing is, like, if I still had cravings, I wouldn't be sober. The whole point is, like, they stop. If they didn't stop, fuck that. I'm not living a life of cravings. That would be the worst. But it's amazing to me. Like, I don't have cravings. You know, agreed. But it's amazing to me that everyone assumes. I think they all assume. They do. We're, we're like, dying to get high (laughs) all the time. They do. And I'm like, and and then I'm like, actually, I don't have any cravings. And then this voice inside me says, are you sure you don't have any cravings? (laughs) It's like this weird thing. Well, you have to distinguish between cravings and, like, thoughts of using. This is is what I said. What I said at the meeting was, I don't crave drugs, but I do have a nostalgia for it. Yeah. You know, I don't crave cigarettes, but I have nostalgia for it. And I said, in fact, I have a podcast just about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, for you, like, watching Sopranos and stuff like that, it's like that old feeling. I asked if it was that old itch. Being snow, like, all right, right now, I mean, I came here, but I'm in Long Island. And I'm literally spending, like, four days in a row just with Annie snowed in the whole entire time. And I was in our food pantry, and you bet in there, there's just a shitload of different liquors in there. And, like, I looked at them, and it was just a thought, but it was not a craving at all. It was not like, I need to get drunk. I want to get drunk. I need to fight this. It was just like, mm. oh, like, being snowed in and alone and getting shit-faced all day. I remember doing that, you know? It reminded me of, like, I... I but it would have been... A, it could have facilitated a craving, the bomb cyclone, in early recovery. You know what I mean? Like, I had cravings, you know, like, periodically, and certain things, they just would happen randomly, but certain things could set them off, m- like, more so, and something like being snowed in for a long time would have elicited, like, some serious craving. But I think what you first said, it's like, for somebody like you, or for somebody like me, if there's cravings... Chances are I'm going to get high. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's very hard. And I'm not suggesting anybody get high, but it's like, and I, I also have like, I've been talking so much about steps and yeah. shit and I, I find myself like being preachy about it, yeah. but steps kill cravings. Yeah, like you do the steps and you don't, and you don't have fucking cravings. Yeah, it goes away. It, it actually steps is a solution. and time too is both. You know what I mean? Right. Steps and time. Yeah. But like I talked to a ton of people. But there's the, there's a period, and I actually always say this, you know, at work or with sponsees and stuff, is that like there's a period where there's gonna be cravings and there's things you can do to like help with that, but they also like are to be endured, you know? It's like when Hot Wheels called in, like it's when it gets bad and it's that visceral, like compulsive feeling where you're like, I need to go do something, you know? Then it's twenty, thirty minutes of hell. You know, and I had that for a year the first time I really got sober. It was like really bad for a whole fucking year. And I remember it was repetitive, intrusive thoughts about registering in a syringe full of coke, like having the needle rush in. I couldn't, they would just pop in my head. And sometimes I'd even like play with it. Did you know? that happen in this run of sobriety? No. When I got to this run of sobriety, I relapsed. My relapse was bad, but it wasn't like protracted. It was shorter. And I remember telling people, I'm like, yeah, the compulsion came back, meaning that like I was going crazy trying to use, but the obsession, it's really, that's what we're talking about. The obsession of the mind didn't return like it once did. The like compulsion came back. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding this. It's like when you. It's like the last. I speak for myself. The last time 
I was clean. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and it wasn't this time. It was the time before. Yeah. And I got 18 months, and I wanted to get high every day. Yeah. And, and I, it wasn't, but I... That's the obsession of the mind. Right. So if you're talking, this is big book language we're talking about. They talk about the compulsion of the body and the obsession of the mind. The compulsion of the body slow is Slow down. More, Please slow down. Okay. The compulsion, when they say that, and it's antiquated language, what, to bring it into modern terms, they're talking about like tolerance and withdrawal, really. They're talking about like you have drugs in your system and you need to go get high. Right. So the compulsion of the body is out at that yes. point. Once you have a little bit of time, you're not dealing yes. with that compulsion. That is the you're obsession with that, of the mind. Which and is the it. truth is if your dad, who's not an addict, if, if we gave you know him oxys every day, he might even develop a little bit of like the compulsion because he can get tolerance and withdrawal. But you remove those things, he, he detoxes, he doesn't get the obsession of the mind. That's what makes us addicts. You know, I, I don't even buy that. Yeah. Like, I don't buy that. Well, you're a 12 step guy. This is literally like the meat and potatoes of step one, is what I'm telling you. I'm right not now. a 12 step guy like that. I'm a 12 step guy like I did the 12 steps and my obsession to, to use was lifted. I don't know it back and forth like you do. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a 12 Which step guy. Which is hilarious because people say, think you're more of a step guy than I am. I'm a super step guy, but I just, I support Matt and Subox and Methadone probably more than you do. I just think that. Uh, why do you always do this? You're just I'm honest, open-minded, and willing. You know, oh, you're you're <laughs> annoying, people-pleasing, and frustrating. Um, I'm just saying, like I just do uh, what I talk about. What I try to talk about is like what makes my life easy, what makes my life content. Yeah, you know, it's not that, about the, the truth. Is for me to own my crap. It's total bullshit. A lot of it's just lip service to sound good. And like the reason I actually like talking to you about sobriety is because you put it into real digestible terms. I, I do. I do. I do. Don't do it to impress anybody. No, I'm not saying it's you what do. works for you. It's what helps. Yeah, for you. I yeah. don't. I don't really understand every aspect of anything. Yeah, I just know that when I do this, this, and this. I don't crave drugs. I'm not high. I have money in the bank. I, I support a family. I'm happy. Yeah. Like, I'm like, uh, it's like, and lately I've been doing uh, this Step 11 stuff. Like, yeah. I, I got this new sponsor. Yeah. And I'm doing a nightly inventory. Yeah. And, um, and I'd never done that before. And it's like really affecting me, like, in a positive way. Like, I'm doing less hurtful things to people. Remember I told you that... Um, that book thing. The book, The Five-Minute Journal, and it's basically a step 11. You know what I mean? It's boiled down for everybody, not just for addicts. And it was helpful when I did it. And there's supposedly, like, science behind it, too, which I'm sure applies to step 11, too. It's more... The book, uh, this five-minute journal, Dopinations, I think Tim Ferriss mentioned on his podcast, it's basically you write down your gratitude list in the morning and at night, and you know what would you do to make today great, what would, and then at the end of the day, what was good about today, what would you have done different and stuff. And behind it, what it is, is it's called like the reticular activation system or something like that, and it's... For like a metaphor, it's that's like, your book, or is that the eleven? That's the, the no, that's the book, the five minute journal. But this is why gratitude works. You know, they always say in fucking rehab, I hated it, like an attitude of gratitude, and like do you? And I always thought it was such bullshit. But like the neuroscience behind it, and this is the metaphor they use, is that like, um, like have you ever had someone buy a car, like a friend buy a car, no, and all I've, of a sudden, I've no, never, no. I've literally <laughs> never had a friend buy a car. Okay, have you ever had a friend buy a car and? All of a sudden, you start noticing that car more. Like, like Annie got a, a, a gray Kia Soul that she was driving for Lyft. And all of a sudden, I'd never noticed a gray Kia Soul. And all of a sudden, I just started noticing them more. 
Like, do you know what I mean? Whenever, oh, I know what you mean. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's the same. It's the same system that works for gratitude. Where if you can actually find something that you're grateful for, you know what I mean. Pick it out and really like bring it to the forefront of your mind. You know, in the morning and at night, and do that every single day. You start seeing things that you're grateful for more often, which in turn makes you a more content and happy person. It also does something else, though. I mean, I I, I appreciate that. The other thing it does is like if you feel shitty yeah. about somebody, yeah. you feel shitty about something you have to do, yeah. and then you you they're like, well, you know, it's a remedial kind of exercise. Where I want you to make a gratitude list tonight, you yeah. know, and it's like, and then you write down all the things you have yeah. and you're grateful for. You get some perspective. You're like, oh, what an asshole I am. Totally. I have all this good stuff, and I'm shitting on this guy, and I hate doing this, but I'm just a little fucking pussy bitch because. Uh, I, I had a problem with it. Yeah. You know, the gratitude acts as a counterbalance to the annoyance. And that's what meetings in general do and working with the newcomer and having sponsees. I mean, like even before Dave and I started this podcast, my friend Dave called in who, for our longtime listeners, was the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio guy. Who claimed he was Leonardo DiCaprio and the police arrested him? You're saying just just now, just now, and so I'm saying he called in right before we started Dopey Nation, and didn't that give you some perspective on like where we're at in our life? His he's just in a shitty place, right? He's between a rock and a hard. Okay, Dopey Nation. I want to slow down because you're 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 all over the place. (laughs) Using big words, you're confusing me. All of a sudden, I don't think I'm a twelve step guy because I don't know the difference between the obsession of the mind and the compulsion of the body. Slow down. And then there's the phenomenon of craving. Yes, yes, phenomenon. Just relax for a second. This is something that what I want to talk about is what you're talking about. It's it's a bigger picture thing, and it's something that you face yeah. uh, because of your school and because of um, your your job and yeah. all this stuff. And I didn't tell you, I took the test to get into my KSAC program last week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are you so, in? I have to do an interview on Monday, but I passed the test. Oh, awesome, awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm about, I'm just about in. Can you do it while you're doing all your stuff now? Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And then I'm going to do the MSW. Awesome. Um, if I like school. Anyway, the point is this, though. We're on the phone with Chris's friend, this guy, Teflon Dave, uh, Leonardo yeah. Crapio guy. Yeah. And and he sounds like Nick Reiner to me. He sounds like uh, Todd. He sounds like anybody who makes 50 billion excuses why they don't want to get sober. And it's like, I just, it's like, just shut up. You know, yeah. it's like, and then it makes me wonder, like, what kind of clinician can I possibly be? If I have no time to listen to a word somebody says about why they want to get high, you know, and then it makes me think about like, because we had, we had this conversation, we have all these conversations that I think would be so good for dopey, but we never get to them and instead we just talk dumb shit for the whole time. Yeah. But like, it's like. What treatment can help somebody who's not willing? Well, so this is what they do. I mean, yeah, willingness is a huge piece. So you take a client-centered approach, and this is like Carl Rogers, Rogerian stuff, where you basically put yourself in his shoes, see what's the struggle for him, really try to feel it if you can, you know? And then you talk to him about it, and you look for change statements, little things that like some sort of word that might be able to cultivate into I'm going to be me... Uh, when I was getting high, and you be you. No, as because a you're just gonna shut it down so no, bad. No, no, I know no, you're no, gonna no, just no, shut no, it down. Play. This is exciting new new territory. Yeah. Let's role play for a second. So I'm okay. You're stepping in my office. How you doing, man? I'm Chris. Nice to meet you. I'm Dave. Yeah. yeah. How's it going? Why are you here? Because I'm fucked. You're fucked. I, I just I don't, I don't want to be sober. Yeah. Like so, I like getting high, man. So why are we talking right now? Because my life sucks. 
So if your life sucks, then maybe you need to change something. Well, I'm willing to give up heroin and pills, but I don't want to give up weed. I love weed. Weed is my friend. Have you ever been able to do that before? No. So why do you think you can do it now? I don't. I I just want to get off the other stuff, but I want to be able to smoke weed. Well, I'd encourage you to try. And if you can, and you feel better... Well, what are you going to do for me? (laughs) I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be your, your sounding board. Somebody you can come meet and you can talk about your experiments and see if your life doesn't suck. And if this, it's, this role play sucks. <laughs> this sucks. The point is, so you're saying that yeah. somebody who is holding on, desperately holding on to, um, uh, like Dave. Yeah. Like Dave. I'm try- I don't, dude, I can't, first of all, Dave is one of my oldest, closest friends, Okay. I'm, there's so many intricacies of what's going on in his life between his family dynamics, his own denial. But like, okay, here's here's the thing. What's the difference? It's like Todd. Okay. Todd's coming down. God bless him. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Todd is coming down. Oh, people are, the dopey nation is coming out of the world. Todd's coming down. And I hung out with him the other week and we'll have him tell some stories later in two weeks or something for you guys. But... I, I'm not comfortable, like, being f- – I'm being friends with him, but, like, not telling him that, that his life sucks because he gets high. You need to tell him that. You I do. You need to tell him but that. But, like, what about But Dave? the thing is – okay, so the thing is, is that action from that role play of you coming in and walking into the office, uh-huh. that is a starting place. Right. That is willingness. Right. All right? And so that, a good clinician can try to cultivate that. Right. So it's like when we're in treatment, and and half of the fucking treatment are these kids that are trying to concoct a plan to get out of there. Whose parents are forcing them in and shit like that. There always is the tiniest kernel of willingness. Yeah. And that's why it's like you see a cool guy like Tim Walsh who came in who kind of was this figurehead guy. And it's like so obvious he was like... A, a drug addict before, and like maybe they'll see him and think, oh, he's cool and something's possible. That's the kernel. Do you know what I mean? I know what you're saying, and I, I really like that idea. I really like that idea. Now let's go. Let's go to Twitter. Let's go to Twitter, second. and then let's read that email because we got to hit him with a little dopey. This is a super dopey email. Okay. All right. Okay. What do we got? We should have posted on Facebook too. Maybe we'll do that on the next one. Okay. Habitual. Fi- we got some. Okay. Here, Mr. Mufasa says, how much longer does Chris have left to complete school? And toodles, just because Dave hates it. Who's Mr. Mufasa? Oh, Mr. Mufasa is the guy who tweeted that. Yeah, Mr. Mufasa is one of our people. I have three and a half years left. I have two and a half years of didactics. That's it? Yeah, two. I thought it was like six years. Five years. Four years of like school, like full-time school, and then a one-year internship, and then you get your degree, and then some people do a postdoc. So three and a half. I've been in school for a year and a half. So it's possible that I get my master's before you get your PsyD. It's unlikely. Yeah. It's unlikely. I'll probably be at the same time. I'll get my master's this summer. You're going to get your master's this summer? What's the master's? It's just, it's not even a licensable master's. It's just like a master's in psychology or... Why is that? Oh, because it's not a... It's not an MSW or an LMS or something. that's cool. Okay. Next thing. This show needs some signature segments to look forward to. I.e., what's in the news, Robin? He's right. Uh, we, we tried that about a year is, ago. <laughs> this is habitual felon. Uh, would you guys consider a current event segment related to news stories related it's the same to drugs? Thing. It's two of the Dopey Nation speaking out. What are you talking about? 
That's he, one person. No, but wasn't that... Oh, is it the same tweet still? It's a different one. This is a habitual felon. Yeah, so but two people want a news section. That Who's was the other one that wants The first one you just read. No, the, no that's one. That's uh, one small Oh, tweet. it's all one. Yeah. Fucking this guy, habitual felon, tried to link us up with Sex and Drugs Rock and Roll podcast, and the host was tweeting at us, and all this stuff happened. I had a whole fucking Oh, I remember that. that. Yeah, yeah. So we did the ad, and, and then somebody claimed we talked shit about Sex, Drugs, and Rock Him. and Roll. Habitual yeah. talent. <laughs> and then Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll responded, right? Yeah, well, but then, and then I went to look for Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Yeah. And I think I told you this story, but I don't think I told the Dopey Nation. Yeah. I, like, because Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, like... They're way bigger than Omar. Yeah. You know, they have like, what do they have? Reviews. 1,700. 1,700 reviews. Yeah. And Omar has what? 260, 270. What do we have? 265. Something like that. I think we have 266. Dopey Nation. Five fucking reviews. And we will finally put this share to bed. Okay, where are you going with this? I don't know. I forgot. Oh, Oh, we got to do the ad, too. Wait. (laughs) SDR. Uh, has this? They're a big podcast, and they said their their, their offices were on. Uh, oh, you told this story. I told you. you. I didn't tell the Dopey Nation. I did. I told it on the show. I, I thought you did. We could go ahead and tell it again. Anyway, I think I, I don't think I did, but if I yeah. did, sorry. Um, so it said it was on Second Avenue near where I work. Mm-hmm. So I, I decide that I'm going to go down there with some cards and see what I can do. So I go down there, and it's like a tenement building, and like I buzz a buzzer. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, there's no fucking way the office is in this building. And yeah. then I'm imagining there is, yeah. and it's like this super cool office in the tenement building. Like a hipster type deal. Yeah, like yeah. it's like it's like somebody got the apartment from their grandfather, yeah, yeah, and you yeah, open yeah. it up, and it's like this cool studio within yeah. the tenement, and it's soundproof. Yeah. Like, I was imagining all this cool stuff, and I'm like, but it probably isn't. And I ring the bell again, and they just buzz me in, and I'm like, I don't know. And I, it's like fucking no elevator or whatever I walk up three flights and there's this old man in his pajamas and a robe like old man he's like like, who are you yeah (laughs) and I was like you're not uh, compound media you're you're (laughs) not sex oh no you're not gas digital it was gas digital I said you're not gas digital media do you have any clue what you're talking about he goes no and I said I'm so sorry he didn't elaborate at all. Did he know what you were to, like? He said he just said he said he said no problem, Sonny. And I said, all right. I, I bet you I was it's like, probably I, the dude's dad or some shit. No, it was probably the highlight of this guy's day. And this guy was no. I'm saying it's probably the gas no, digital. I'll, tell, I'll be finish the story. Yeah. And then he goes, it's probably the mail post post box downstairs. Oh, okay, so and just I a said, post box. And I said okay. And then I went downstairs, and I said, excuse me, are you guys the gas digital? Network, yeah. And he said, "No, we just get their mail." And I said, "Okay, would you give this to them?" Yeah. And I gave him a dopey card. Yeah. And I said, "I said, how often do they come and get their mail?" Yeah. And he said, "Once a week." Yeah. And I said, "Great." <laughs> and I gave him the card. <laughs> and then habitual felon and and Ralph Sutton and we're all interacting now. And and all of a sudden, the Gas Digital Network owns some merchandising company, yeah. and they want us to pay them to do dopey merchandise. Let's do it. You want to pay them? Will they handle it? Oh, pay them. Well, can they just do everything and take a cut? That's what I want. I'll talk to them. I don't want to pay them anything. I just want them to do it. They want us to pay them to make it. And then we sell it and do everything. No. I want them to just do everything for us and give us a check. I don't care how much they take. Maybe they could do our marketing, too. I'll have them do everything. No, but maybe they could like set up a website, set up a store. Yeah, yeah. But wouldn't that be just putting us on the Gas Digital Network? 
I guess. I They're not know. interested in that. Wait, but with this, before we forget, let's do the ad. Dopey Nation, we have another ad. This is the worst ad in the history of ads. Me and uh, Dave are going to be rich. Advertise cast. Okay. Okay, guys. This is an ad for a uh, a new podcast called the Movie Makers Podcast, and it's these two guys, Sean and Bill. And what they do is they build a movie from scratch with no prep beforehand. And um, a friend and the colleague in the industry joins each week, and there's a new episode every Tuesday. And um, they basically hash out uh, a movie idea on the actual show, sort of like Bum Trip. So they they every week they have a movie idea and they talk about it. Yes, isn't this ad with no prep? Seconds? They said no prep. How yeah. long is our ad? I think it's we're going to give them extra. We, I think it's fifteen seconds a minute. I don't know something. We got twelve bucks for that. We got twelve. Well, we got fifteen. Fifteen bucks. But they take three, so we got twelve. We net twelve. So we gross twelve dollars after we uh, taxes. We might get like you know ten fifty. Well, you'll get more. Than, you'll get less than I get. Because you live in uh, New York City. You live in New York. Much so higher taxes. I don't live in... So what? Massachusetts, I'll net more than you'll net from this. So once six, we split it in half... We're going to get six bucks each. No, no, no. Because you got to... There's going to be a tax. No, you don't get taxed <laughs> on that kind of money. No, you have to. you got to declare it. You're not living sober, bro. <laughs> Dude, I got problems with that. So anyways, though, this fucking thing, it's um, the Movie Makers Podcast. It's available on Facebook. That's um, one word, the Movie Makers Podcast. And then Twitter, it's the Movie Makers Podcast, except there's two E with... um, What? It's the Movie Makers Podcast. T-H-E-E-M-O-V-I-E-M-A-K-E-R-S. So do you think there's another The Movie Makers Podcast with one E? I guess. I don't know. This is the Movie this Makers Podcast. This is the. Yeah, the. So isn't the still... T-H-E. The <laughs> E. The question is, though... Um, oh, it's maybe it's the Electronic Movie Makers <laughs> Podcast. Like, the E is like... I think e it was just taken and they got screwed. So you think there's another podcast out there called that? I don't know. I think it's just taken. I don't know if there's a podcast, but that domain is... How many reviews uh, do you think they have? I don't know. Do you think their show's bigger than Dopey? Uh, I'd say not. So you're saying that these guys get together... And they come up with a movie. Yeah, and it's... Um, Dude, Bum Trip the, was a good and, idea. And the guys, Sean and Bill, have been professionals in the entertainment industry for over 10 years. Good for them. Yeah. So look them up on iTunes or the, the podcast app. Just type in The Movie Makers, three separate words, and they'll, uh, they'll pop up there. The Movie Makers on Google? If you type that in, it'll show up. Before Steven Spielberg or Brian De Palma or something? I guess. So these guys are the movie makers. These are the movie makers. Have they made any movies? I don't know. I can, all I can tell you is they've been professionals in the entertainment industry. Now, before... Wait, we got that email. I too. know, but before you do the email, I got something else. You're, this, you're not going to like this, but I'm going to play it anyway. All right. You ready? I'm ready. And I'm gonna sing a song for you. Damn, Chris gonna show you a thing or two. You'll have some fun now with me and all the gang. Learning from each other while we do our thing. Now 
Chris coming at you with music and fun. And if you're not careful, you might learn something before it's done. Not bad. What's that? You got all sorts of little tricks you haven't I got more today. stuff coming, too. Yeah? Who that, was that? What was that was John. Oh, it was John. <laughs> I was just walking around the that restaurant. our Fred. Thinking about um, Fat Albert. You never seen Fat Albert? Yeah. And You have? Uh, there's like the new one and the old one or something. Did you ever hear that song before? The, 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 the deep voice is Fat Albert, right? Hey, hey, hey. That's Fat Albert, yeah, right? Yeah, but the song. Have you ever heard the song before? No. What is that ringing? Oh. Maybe that's next door. Anyway, I was just walking down the restaurant. I love that song. I just yeah. think it's very catchy. Yeah. And I was thinking, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. It's time for Dopey. Because you heard the song. It was stuck in your head. It just all popped in at once. And then I texted John and I said, what do you think about doing oh, a Fat Albert that, song? Oh, so you gave him the idea. I said, why don't you put that in and say, and, and then the real song goes, hey, hey it's Fat Albert, and I'm going to sing a song for you. Yeah. And then and then he says, and Bill's going to show you a thing or two, which okay. is Bill Cosby. Uh, and so I said, so I said, hey, hey, it's time for Dopey. Dave and Chris going to show, or something, whatever it is. It's Stupid. not bad. Whatever. All right, let's do the email. Please. You ready? Yes. Have you, did you read this email? I don't know. Pretty good. All right. We'll do the email and then we'll play that. Uh, we have a voice memo from my friend Dave, the guy I was just, Dave and I were just talking about in the beginning of the podcast from Teflon Lena. You said we were doing Dave. Stephanie. We're going to do that too. Two voicemails? Yeah, well, this one, will, it'll tie in anyways. All right. Um, so this is from Joseph. Dave and Chris, hi guys. Really appreciate what you're doing with the podcast. I just recently stumbled upon it while searching heroin addiction in the podcast store. That's how we get I, most everybody. I like it a lot. Subscribed after hearing one episode and will be a listener from now on. I'll end the preliminary blowjob there and get to the point now. My name is Joe. I'm 36 years old, I think, from New Jersey and currently back in the grips of heroin addiction. Little back info. I was a typical drug addict throughout my late teens and early 20s. Got into trouble and went to jail for a year when I was 23. Managed to stay clean for a few years after I came home. Then in my late 20s was introduced to Oxy. For about five years, I managed to semi-functionally dabble between Oxy and Suboxone. Two years ago, I went back to the dope and have pretty much since been a full-fledged junkie. Lost my girlfriend, the trust and respect of my loved ones, and now close to losing my job and everything else. I'm currently in the today is the last day I'll use spiral Mm. problem. With that is yesterday was over a year ago. I hope I somehow get it right and turn things around soon. As almost all junkies do, I've collected some gnarly stories due to my addiction, how I got arrested, stumbling onto a junkie's dream in an abandoned trap house, but there's a specific cautionary tale I think would be good to tell you about. I'll try to stick to the broad strokes. I was on my way to Newark to score one night, but my dealer wasn't answering his phone. I knew I'd have to try to score off someone on the street. This is in 2005, and mostly because of cell phones, I think the open-air drug markets weren't what they were five years earlier, with five kids racing towards your car to make a sale. I'm sure they were still around, but not in the section I was frequenting as much anymore. Dealers were sketchy now, and it was much harder to score without a connect, plus it was already kind of late. Well, I found the wrong kids and got beat. They sold me what felt and appeared to be a bundle at first, but was tissue paper. Mm. I found myself broke and getting sick quick. 
so I decided to turn the tables. By the way, I was also smoking coke now. I had empty vials and empty dope bags and filled them with powder. I was wearing two white tees, and the plan was to have the fakes on my lap between the bottom of the two shirts. When the dealer handed me the shit... I quickly put it in the bottom of my shirt, and as I reached for the cash in the console, I flipped the shirt up, covering what he gave me and exposing the fakes. Then saying, oh shit, I forgot my cash. He got angry and quickly demanded the shit back. I happily handed him back the fakes and drove off. It worked, but he only had coke, so I was only half done with the mission. You get that? So he sw- he swapped out. I'm with right? you. Yeah. I read this one. I love okay. this story. Uh, I'd have probably gone home with just dope and no coke, but not the other way around. Not a chance. So now I'm driving around again. It's after midnight now and not looking good. But I'm determined, lol. I find an old man who is clearly based up. He said he knew where I can score some dope and hopped into my car. I should have taken the hint of a street kid shaking his head at me as I did this a bit more seriously, but I was narrowly focused on copping. So he tells me where to drive, and I agree to give him a bag when we score. I don't have a dollar on me, but on we go. After a few unsuccessful destinations, he pulls out a loaded pipe and a bag of dope. I told him if he shared, I'd give him a few bags when we scored. He disagreed until I said I actually have some dope already, so either way you're covered. I flashed him the fake bun and finally got a fix. A little while later, he gave up and I pulled into an all-night chicken spot to drop him off. I hand him two of the fake bags and was content to go home with a little fix in my coke. Not bad for going to score with no money. Except he demanded to do one of the bags in the car first. I said something to try to get him out, but he quickly pulled it out. As soon as he opened the powder, kind of poofed out in a very non-dopey way. He knew it was fake and got super angry. I wasn't afraid. He was an old man, but he was throwing a fit. Yeah. He, he gave me a bag and a few hits and wanted to be paid back now. After a few minutes of making a scene, he seemingly settled for the few dollars of change I had in the car. But he wouldn't get out of the car. He told me to drive him back over towards where I picked him up. I pulled out of the lot and am no sooner surrounded by lights and sirens. I quickly hid my drugs. There must have been eight to ten cops jump out of four to five unmarked cars and trucks. They must have caught the scene in the parking lot and knew something fishy was going on. I'm probably the only white guy in a five-mile radius arguing with an old base head in a chicken wing spot at two in the morning. They had him up against the fence and me at the back of the car. One of the cops says, what's this, as he shows me the bags he found. They were fakes. I don't know. They're not mine. I think they're fake, is all I could say. He asks what I'm doing there. I dropped off a friend not too far off from here, and this guy jumped into my car when I was stopped at a light a few blocks over and told me to drop him off here. I could tell the cop was skeptical, but I continued on. I was scared and just wanted him to get out, so I drove him here. I thought I was going to get arrested for sure. I watched as the cop poured the powder out of the bag into some kind of pouch to test it. He turns and says, it's fake. I think it's fucking cinnamon. He comes over and uncuffs me and tells me to fuck off. I jump into my car and as I pull away, glance back at the old man still up against the fence. He looks at the car and hear him scream, my bag. I can't help thinking about how fucking crazy a night it's been as I'm driving home with the real coke that cops didn't find and this guy's backpack. When I got home, I curiously look inside his bag to find some old beat up CDs and a little case. Inside the case was a set of exacting knives with different sized blades on them. The blades all had dried blood on them. I don't know how the cops didn't see or realize this. Maybe because it was dark. I don't know. But then I realized this guy might have planned on guiding me to some remote place and slicing my neck. I'm not the most religious person, but I couldn't help believing in that type of divine intervention at that moment. After soaking all that in, I grabbed the coke I managed to score. 
I dumped it out and was, after everything else that had already happened that night, was not surprised to realize it was fake. I gave the dealer back fake shit for fake shit. Oh, and one more thing. The cops found a dead cell phone in my car, too. It was my regular dealer's. He must have dropped it the night before. I was frantically calling a phone all night that was dead in my car. I hope this email wasn't too long. I know you guys get a lot of them. If it's possible for you to write me back, that'd be great. Even just to say you read it, that would be really cool. Either way, thanks for the outlook. Good luck with the show. You guys are really great. Joey. It's a fucking great story. Right? I, think, I think it's the best story I think it's the fake for fake. It's just like, I actually laughed I have a lot. lot of, I have a lot of problems with the story, though. Okay. I have questions and problems. Okay. First of all, first thing. Okay. I believe... That when the dude was giving him the fake and he gives back his fake in, when he's when he when he the puts swap it, the yeah. two t-shirt swap he held on to the fake he he, he gave he, the he wrong fucked one it up back. yeah first of all that's my belief yeah now Joey I have to say also well I guess everybody has the same exact vials of coke in that spot this too. story regardless of any any holes that I I see in the story this is my probably my favorite email we've ever gotten except for the one that they said I'm hot. Or something. You yeah. know, this this is like the the best story. What about the one where the gay guy was on meth and the only thing that his boyfriend could let him do from killing himself is suck his dick? Remember that one? I love that. That one was pretty high octane. I love that one. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. good. But this one I love. But they also before we even should I keep going to the details of the story? Or should I look at the bigger picture? Take it whichever way you please. Okay. Then if the base head yeah lets him smoke base yeah and he gets high. Yeah. So why is the base head's coke fake? The base head's coke's not. Fake. So there was no coke the base left head, in the bag. The base head had real coke and real dope. And there was nothing left in the bag when when he drove off. Just blood on the Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe the base head had it on him. Right. Yeah. So the cops took that. The cops got that and arrested him. Okay. Um, well, then that was that was my only issue. It was great. Dude. But, it was a fucking solid story, Joey. Solid story. Beyond solid. This is what dreams are made of. You know what's fucking crazy that I think about on Dopey? Is you hear a story like this, you're like, oh, it's fucking crazy. And, you know, we both have crazy stories like this. And people, we say stuff like this in the earlier episodes, particularly when people email us and they say, oh, I never was as bad as you. But what people don't realize who listen to this podcast is there's a whole fucking section of people out there. And again, granted, we both have pretty intense stories. Like that base head, that was just another night. Fucking every day for decades. Do you know what I mean? That is like a regular night. His crazy stories are even fucking more insane. Do you know what I mean? Of course. There's just this next level. Even people we're talking. Even you're, what that. you're talking about is the characters that make our story crazy. Yeah, with it, that's their life. That's their life. <laughs> it's like we're going home to our parents yeah, or whatever. Exactly. We're seeing we're seeing our friends. We're in school. This motherfucker isn't. That's everybody's like everybody's like oh like everyone thinks my story's so crazy. I'm like dude, I'd run out of treatment for three days to a month and live that life, and then I'd go to some fucking cushy rehab that serves steak for six months. Or you like, people did that. That shit, or I go home. People did that shit for years. They're out there right now. You know, they I mean? are that crazy element to a million. Se- but that's the other thing. One of the things they don't that know make- the other flip side yeah. as much. Well, the, one of the things that makes a really crazy story really crazy is you came back. No, it's the sanity that you come with. It's perspective. It's I'm this guy who yeah. went to school. Yeah. I have values. Yeah. I come from this. It's yeah. like you're not just raving lunatic. Yeah. You know, foaming at the mouth, Ezra type. Yeah. Now. But here's the other thing. That's not to say those people didn't, this is my people please think coming out, have values at one point or don't still have values. I'm not but saying they don't they're, have values. Yeah. I'm just saying that the contrast, 
the like, contrast is what makes the story. It makes it makes it crazier. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like Babe in the Woods that that encounters you know Riddle, Little Red Riding Hood encounters Wolf. Yeah, but but the thing about the bigger thing that I was thinking about on my way home, and, and it's great that that we got this story to read because it makes me think about it. And we were talking about when people ask about cravings and yeah. this and that. <sighs> I loved getting high. I loved copping drugs. I loved uh, the relief that I got from using drugs. I can imagine registering with a needle. I can imagine ha- snorting heroin and the taste of it in the back of yeah. my throat. I can imagine snorting coke, shooting coke, smoking yeah. coke, yeah. smoking weed. I can dropping acid. All of them coming on. Yeah. I can imagine all of that and how much I loved yeah. the relief. But the life gave me so much misery and oh. agita and and eventually. There is no relief. There is no it joy. It stops working. It, it stops working. It, stops it, it creates a miserable life. So it's like... Or it works less and shorter. Until? Until what? It doesn't work at all? It still always works a little bit, but it just doesn't... You're going... You're... You're... you're you're going from miserable to less miserable. Exactly. Yeah. Back to wor- more miserable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like your friend Dave tonight. Yeah. He's fucking fucked. He just got out of an apartment where a, a professional hockey player beats on him. He has $100. He has nowhere to stay. He's spending like, 80 bucks on weed. And he's going to go buy $80 worth of weed. It's like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like, and, and he's like, you don't understand. This weed is going to make my night so much better. Yeah. And, and the truth is, maybe, like, if it was me. Yeah. If it was me. And I was him. It's like, how much gas does he have, first of all? No, and he's driving like a Tahoe. It just guzzles gas. You know, it's like, I guess I would get the bud, and I would be psyched that I got the bud, because I understand relief from weed. And I would pull over to the side of the road, and I would get as stoned as I can, and I'd put on some song. Yeah. Like Van Morrison or Miles Davis. And I'd be like, this is the best. (laughs) You know, and I'd be just sitting there, like, enjoying the song. And then I'd be like, smoke a little more weed. And I play another song until, and then it sucks. And I'm like, "Where am I going to sleep?" <laughs> you know, and I which is what he has nowhere to sleep tonight. He has I'm nowhere saying, to go. It's nine degrees yeah. in Massachusetts, and fucking, he's going to wake up in the morning, and he's still going to have butt. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be like, Arr, and in this car. Yeah. But it's like what I'm talking about is yes, getting high is a lot of fun, but being a drug addict is a hard way to live your life. Totally. All right. So, but with that, I'm going to play this guy we we're just talking about. Who just spent eighty dollars on Weenie's Dry on. He, uh, this is my friend from. Oh God, I've known him since I was thirteen. You can do another voicemail. I'm oh, gonna, we didn't do a voicemail. I'm gonna play. A by voice- the way, by the way, time out. Yeah, time. that read was great. It was great. I felt like I was right there. He did oh, a very nice job. Thank you. Thank you. It's very good. Um, so I'm gonna play a voice memo from the guy that Dave and I just talked to, and we were just talking about. Uh, I knew, I've known him since I was thirteen. And he's just sent us a little short clip about a time that uh, I copped drugs with him. Hey, what's up, Toby Nation? So, my name is Dave S. And if you all have been listening since the beginning, uh, Chris references me um, a few times throughout the, uh, the course of the last, what are we at, 100 and something episodes? Which is awesome. I think it's great. Both of you guys are awesome. I think Dave is, is hilarious. Uh, and I hope to meet him someday. Um, but yeah, just a little backstory. Like, I am presently struggling with my addictions and mental health. Uh, and emotional health and all that. Um, but I will also say that 
the whole dopey podcast and the philosophy like really helped me out come to terms you know with like the shame involved in some of these ridiculous stories um and some of the ways that like i i really started to see how i was lying to myself for so many years and i was embarrassed and hearing chris and dave and their honesty um really kind of inspired me to sort of like try even though i'm constitutionally incapable of being honest to really try to be honest and kind of reframe the way that I've been looking at the image of myself over the last, I don't know, 10 years. So to go back, I, <laughs> I guess I should leave, leave a little dopey here. Um, and there's like a few, and I guess I'll leave it from obviously my perspective, but maybe the same story. Um, and this is one when, okay, so Chris was living in the North End at the, the roof deck apartment with this little marijuana plant. And I was at some point, I, I forget, I, I was obviously using it at the time. Um, and I was excited that my good old friend was like back home and, but it did, it felt very slippery. And so this one particular time, um, it's me, my cousin, his name is Chris and Chris, uh, from Dopey and we're in the car. I think we're in my, I forget whose car we were in. Maybe we were in my car, uh, like a Tahoe, and we drove to fucking the ghetto area, like in West Roxbury, like outside of Boston, uh, or in Roxbury, <laughs> and we're going to pick up Coke, and we're all get, we're all excited. I had no idea though. Chris was a fucking complete, complete drunkie. I mean, I knew he was an addict, and I knew he was like just gonna do things to the extreme but I didn't realize like how he would still try to hide shit from me and that even goes back to like him smoking crack in the bathroom that way back and like hiding that from me I, I like I'd be with him that is another story too but maybe I should just try to stay focused so anyway we're we're in the car we're, we're waiting for the dude um, Chris Oh, was, should I call him Oki? Sorry, I'm driving right now So, uh The Dobie Chris I want to say your last name so bad Um Says He leaves, sorry everybody He goes, grabs a, grabs a Coke comes back and it was like we had like 40 or 60 bucks so it was like really not a whole lot like just enough for us to get high and we were gonna the understanding at least i thought was we were gonna snort it you know um i didn't realize the extent of chris's like intravenous use so we he comes back to the car and obviously chris had had put half of what what he got like in his pocket and hid the rest 
he gets in the car and my cousin, who's this big, you know, jock sort of, you know, he, he Polak asshole, very intimidating, very angry, uh, anger problems. Um, and we all have anger problems. And <laughs> so my cousin looks at it and he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? Chris, what the fuck is this? Are you, you like what? And, he, and he's sitting there and we're hot. We're real hot. Three white boys in a fucking Tahoe in Roxbury. And my cousin is in the front seat holding up the little bag of Coke, like in the light for us to see as to present how shitty the deal was. And Chris <laughs> behind me is like freaking out because he's like so paranoid and we all kind of like laugh at the situation because my cousin was just like being being ridiculous, like trying to get us, you know, arrested. Anyway, so we get back to his apartment in the North End and we like do some lines. We, we do some lines immediately in the car, obviously. And we get back to the North End and we're just fucking junkies. Like, we, I, I didn't even think we were, yeah, we were like partying in our minds, you know, like... But really, we just wanted to get high and, like, watch TV and, you know, fucking jerk off. Um, not together. But if that happened, you know, whatever. Who knows? Who cares? And, uh, so we do the coke. Um, and mysteriously, at one point, Chris disappears. And then comes back and the fucking coke is, like, wet. And I'm pissed because I want to get my fucking, like, fix at that point. And, like, you know, I wanted to do a line. And I couldn't do it because it was wet. And Chris is like, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm sure, I don't know. And so anyway, fucking long story short, Chris fucking went into the bathroom, hit it from his two friends that... <laughs> And shot the fucking coke and then like ruined the rest of it for everyone else because he's such a fucking junkie but I love him and uh, so that's a little dopey sorry about all the, the bullshit I'll, maybe I'll try another one at a later date but I hope y'all enjoyed that shit and uh try to leave many more all right love you all toodles 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 dave if you're listening the reason you can't get to the point is because you smoke weed constantly i like that story it was a good story the if question, you boiled it down to two minutes the question well, yeah <laughs> half the stories would be <laughs> way the stories would be amazing <laughs> in three minutes. but the question is okay so you you shoot their coke I don't even, dude. I I actually remember that deal. I saw the dealer, and he gave me. He knew I was picking up with a couple other people. He gave me a separate bag for like myself, you know. And I didn't pinch from their bag. I just had my own bag that the dealer gave me for buying the the coke for them. So, but how did you get their coke wet? I don't remember. Did you wind up shooting? Their <laughs> yeah, coke I, I only shot. I, if I snorted a coke, like I I, I literally. 
Back then, if I got coke at that point, you know, once I shot coke, if I got coke, I couldn't. If I got crack, I tried. I remember trying to smoke crack on the tin foil inside cigarettes, which isn't even tin foil. Paper. It's a piece of paper with like metal spray. Yes. I remember trying to make a pipe, you know, what I mean? or I, like trying to trace the dragon with it, and it doesn't work. No. And, like I was so compulsive, right? Like just really bad, you know, pu- shooting puddle of water. You know the whole, all the stories. But if I got powdered coke. I could hold on to it for a day until I got a syringe. I would never snort it. I, I had to shoot it. You know what I mean? I might smoke it, you know, but I would never snort it. So even then, if we snorted some in the car, it was just to be like, I'm with my old buddy from high school. Like, I don't want to look that bad. But all I did was shoot it. So I must have, like, been shooting it, started, like, getting shaky and dropped it in the toilet or something like that. I don't remember what happened. But what I'm asking is what happened to it afterwards? Is it really like, we can't use it? You take it? I think it? they tried snorting it wet. <laughs> they, like, wanted to try it out. They could have smoked it at that point. So, so as we're doing this thing... I, I was like stroking my ego, and I wanted to see our reviews. But like, how many reviews do we have though? One hundred and sixty-eight. No, two hundred and sixty-eight. Two hundred? Do we? No, hundred. Two hundred and sixty. Two hundred and sixty-eight. But the you said two sixty-five earlier. But the new review like, is bad, and it's against me. It says. Are you going to read it? Read it. Well, who, sure. who wrote it? Magic Dragon thirty-eight. Magic Dragon. What's the subtitle? Wanted to be good so bad. That's catchy. <laughs> <laughs> he says, it's funny. Dave sings this song called, it's not called Wanna Be Good So Bad. It's just called Good So Bad, Magic Dragon. Fucking dick. And that's exactly how I feel about the podcast. I want it to be good so bad, but it's not happening at the moment. I feel like the whole podcast isn't so much about drug addiction, but more about dumb shit. It's part of the introduction, fellas. But let's not make it the whole show. It's very frustrating listening to Dave interrupt everyone so he can hear himself talk. Dave treats Chris like his little brother that he hates. It would be great if there was some actual drug content in the podcast. And every time it seems to be headed toward a story or a good conversation, it gets interrupted by Dave and redirected toward satisfying his self-interest. Get it together, guys, and start being more productive. I will be listening because I do believe there's a chance because of Chris. Get better, Dave, and don't take this to heart. I wrote that. No, you did not. <laughs> You'd like it if I wrote it, though. There's no way you wrote this one. See, I actually disagree with him. Like, I, I feel like I listened to the, the earlier podcasts... When I was, I think I was more sheepish. Is like I was telling stories, but I feel like that's what I bring to the table is just crazy drug stories. I got none left. I told them all in the first sixty episodes. And when I, I think, I think the, the culmination of my stories, the peak was like the jail stories episodes because I never told that. I remember being like, "Why haven't I told stories from jail?" And I told that, and that was like the final thing. Anything now is a retell. Listen, I in the very beginning I interrupted all the time because I thought it was funny. And there was nothing. And if you didn't, I mean, what was I going to say? What the fuck? Sorry, but, sorry, You didn't let me finish with the second part of my oh, comment. Please, my second part of I'm my sorry com- for interrupting, yeah. Chris. <laughs> the second part of my comment was that, like, I listened to the newer episodes when I'm editing it to post it, and I'm just like, God, I suck. Like, I got nothing to say. And I feel like you got funny stuff. Like, even Annie, the last episode you were on, you were hilarious about the Mormon stuff and all that. Make it fun of the plates. And- Listen, Chris... Dopey Nation, Magic Dragon, Fuckface, whatever. <laughs> Listen, I do my best over here. Yeah. If, I, if, if I'm interrupting too much 
What do you want me to do? The truth is, it has to be about dumb shit. Yeah, we'll get guests who tell stories. But and I mean, frankly, I'm really comfortable talking about dumb shit. I'm talking. I'm comfortable talking about recovery, addiction, and dumb it's shit. It's dumb at this shit point. through the lens of a fucking, you know, twenty year junkie. That's I don't know what, what to is. say, except uh, I'm sorry, Magic Dragon. I'll try to be better. Um, now, speaking of dumb shit, I want to get to this something I really want to talk about, okay. which is this. What is that? The cornflakes? No. This is my father's mix of cereal. Hold on. Dopey Nation. Dave is talking about something in his hand. I'm going to po- take a picture of this. Smile. Post it. Are you going to look at it? I'll take a few because... Uh, Oh, shit. That's my vape. That's your vape. Did it break? Oh, look at that. Look at that. All sorts of shit happening. It broke? No, it's all right. That's the battery. That's the battery. Okay, keep going, though. What is that? My father, God bless him, um, makes mixes of cereal. He goes to the store, and he buys five different kinds of cereal. This is sounding like dumb shit, man. He buys five different kinds of cereal. Lucky Dragon's going to be pissed. This is Magic Dragon 38, <laughs> as opposed to the 37 Magic... Oh, I guess, you think he's 38 years old, Magic Dragon? Or do you think there's 37 other Magic Dragons? I think he's 38 years old. Really? I don't think so. I think he's young. I think the people who hate me... <laughs> you think he's young and stupid. I, mean, I just think that the people... Pe- most people who really don't like my shtick... I feel like if you're 38... I feel like if you're 38 and you're just hanging on for the drug stories, and that's not good. I don't think Magic Dragon's 38. Maybe he is. Yeah. That's a long... He sounds like a pretty interesting fella. Why? Because he <laughs> likes you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Continue, though. Anyway. Your dad so, mixes lots of cereal together. And I say, Dad, and he's so cute when he asks me, I say, Dad, how do you decide on the cereal? He says, any cereal that says 100 calories without milk, I put in my mix. And then I sweeten it with Frosted Flakes. So he puts. It's actually smart because Frosted Flakes are so fucking sweet. He puts Brian Flakes, Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios are so sweet. That's a sweet. Frosted Flakes, and um, I guess that's it. But sometimes he has other stuff in there. And I started buying this other cereal at home called Cheerios Medley, and this Cheerios Medley is my dad's fucking mix. You don't find this interesting? Wait, uh, <laughs> Cheerios is selling a new product called Cheerios Medley. Yeah, that there's brand flakes in it. There's all sorts of weird stuff. It's just like my dad's mix. So I figured he was really on the cusp of something there. Oh wow! How you like that, Magic Dragon? Gonna cross <laughs> off my dad's cereal off the list. And what do we got? Fake for fake done. review. Oh, the review. Pro Annie. Pro Annie, Auntie Annie. Okay, what's that? Well, Chris's girlfriend was on the show last week, and we had a. So, I was good. She wanted to listen to it on the way here. We listened to it. I thought she was good. I thought she was good, too. I listened For to it this morning. Dopey. We got mixed reviews. We got one person said she was triggering. I'm one person who was pissed that she was on because she had drank Because I said she had three glasses of wine. Well, she, she said she had three glasses no, of wine. No, I you did. revealed it. No, no, no. I, I she revealed told it. You. She confirmed it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this woman didn't like that. Well, it's so funny that that would be triggering, but we talk about, like, injection mechanics and, like, misfiring and, like, you know, juking the needle in and out because there's stoppage at the 20-unit sign and, like, that's not triggering, but... I think, I think it's because... It was active. It was on the show. It was, it was like a cocktail party, kind of, because she was, she was, like, laughing But that's just how she is. Right, and she was probably a little nervous to do the thing and, and she was, but she was a little bit buzzed. So I think to somebody... Who's trying not to drink? I can I can understand why that would be triggering. So we had that thing that someone said, and then, and then this, someone tweeted this dude from his name was Alejandro, I think, said that he loved to hear 
Annie that he was from South America and he said that she was fire. She added, yeah, she said she was fire. And then did you hear the bad um, dopey thing? What's up? I mean, the bad Reddit review. Did you hear about that? Ugh. Is it okay. more about me? It's bad, and then somebody comes to our defense. Is it more about... Is it no, more? it's not about you. Okay. So uh, our buddy Cormac posts um, all our episodes on Reddit, and sometimes we get some comments. So on Annie's episode, somebody wrote, Killer Story. And then uh, Cooper's right arm said that. And then Fat Dingus for Your Mouth said, Last two episodes sucked big fat dingus, dingus niggas. And then uh, we're pervert responded to Fat Dingus and said, Don't let Fat Dingus fool you. The show has been rad lately. He's a fat dingus, so you can't really trust him. Keep it up. All right. There you go. That's true. You know? You can't please everybody. You can't please everybody. And then that's the other thing. And then, see, I was excited to read the the last review I read before before Magic Dragon. Let's cap it with a good one. KDT, KTT, says... I five stars, thumbs up. I think the show Magic Dragon, such a fucking piece of he shit. He gave us two stars. At he least. Gave you know us two stars. I've always stars. wanted a two star review. Well, we have one because we never had a two star review. So now we have at least some reviews in all the star categories. So thank you for that, Magic Dragon. Ugh. Do you know what I'm saying? Who do you think Magic Dragon like, is? like that? Like honestly, like when we were on Podbean, it's like I remember a year ago or maybe 18 months ago. I was like, I want to have listens in every state. We have listens in every state. Now it's like I want to have listens in every country. You know, and we're pretty far away from that. Yes. But um, we have re- reviews in every star category. Dude, where, who do you think Magic Dragon is? Mm-hmm. Do you think he lives in Australia? No, Australians and Canadians love us. Do you we think he's rave Amer- reviews? Do you think he's there. American? Mm, possibly. I don't do you think know. it's a guy? I think it's American because don't don't they, like the overseas ones not show up or something. Right. Do you think it's a guy? What is the pro Annie Aunt Annie? No, we just did that. What was the Aunt Annie? Oh, Auntie Annie. I thought you were saying you had like an Aunt Annie. <laughs> no, I have an Aunt Gail. But I don't have, I don't have an Auntie Annie. Yeah. Um, um, KTT on January 3rd, this motherfucker Magic Dragon, he's just yeah. ruining it's my gonna, world. He's going to ruin the rest of the night. Totally. Yeah. How could it not? <laughs> um, I think the show reaches a wide audience. I've made it to episode 95, so it must be pretty good. Dave, I enjoy when you include your bits on drugs and rock and roll history. There you go. There you go. And we've had a lot of people be pro-Dave interjections. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I've had a a lot of nice nice support. Who say that your interjections are great. Listen, bottom line is this. It's like... um, we do our best to make this show, and we yeah. make it the way we make it. Yeah. And like, and I, I honestly try not to interrupt. Yeah. You know, I don't try to talk over you. Yeah. And, and I think I'm pretty respectful of, of when you want to say something, and I, I just try to make it so that uh, we under it, we have a clear message going to the audience. Sometimes, would you say you have a compulsion of the mouth? Maybe I wouldn't say that. <laughs> what would a compulsion? Maybe of the an mouth obsession say? of the mouth. No, I wouldn't. Say, I have an obsession to, to interrupt. I have a compulsion to interrupt you when you say things that I think are annoying. But that's the other thing that I was going to start this episode with. That I've made a decision that I am not going to be mean spirited towards you anymore. Dude, the show will suck. I know, but maybe <laughs> Magic Dragon. Will be actually, happy. It's so funny, Dopey Nation, because Dave has told me on multiple occasions that he listens to Dopey and he realizes that he needs to be meaner to me. <laughs> I th- You've said that. Well, dude, tell me that's not the bread and butter. Yeah, it's the bread and butter. And the truth is, it's not like we push record and that comes out. That's just how it is anyways. You call me out on stuff. Because I'm phony in a lot of ways. 
Look at and this. I own it. We're having a breakthrough right here. <laughs> and I own it. Um, but it's just, listen, I'm very upset that Magic Dragon thinks I ruined the show. You didn't ruin the show. But we are done with this episode. Thank God. Yeah. I can't take um, it. So uh, like us on Twitter. Um, Hold on. Before we go. No. Are there any other Twitter comments? Yes. yes. Okay. Be Twisted, who's a great supporter of okay. Kobe. Um, and all our Twitter people are just fucking great. Kevin and When Sarah. we record next, let's, let's post on Facebook. And okay. We do Facebook. We, I, I, I wish, next, I wish like, next we sessions. had sunglasses and we could do a Facebook Live real quick. It would be amazing. Yeah. Okay, but what's, what is the next one? Be Twisted says, If you could wave a magic wand and make dope not change, affect, or ruin your life in any way negative... Would you go back on This it? is like the age-old question. I used to ask this to counselors all the time. And because you get different answers, right? And so some of them would be like... Some of them would be like, yeah. And it's like, so the difference is you, like... Wait, hold on. You would ask counselors yeah, that question? Yeah, I would ask... I'd say like... If Somebody was, in recovery. I'd say ask. if there was a pill you could take that could make you use, you know what I mean? Like, would you take it or something like that? And first of all, this whole thing is just flawed. And it's like, I can't even fathom this question because like... And I've said this on Dopey before. The thing, and this sounds like a joke, but to me it's really not. The thing that proves to me and the, like, the marrow of my bones and the depth of my soul that I am an alcoholic and a drug addict is this statement. Is that if I could drink normally, I would do it all the time. And like I mean that. Do you know what I mean? But if I drank all the time, I, I wouldn't be an addict. So it's like I can't even really fathom that question per se. But my best answer for it is that like people, some people try to get sober off of the consequences. The consequences get you in the door, but the benefits I've had for my sobriety make it so like I wouldn't. No, I, the answer is no to that question. You know what I mean? I see such value in it that even if I could alter my state, my consciousness normally, like I wouldn't go back and do it. You know? Well, I think it's. Uh, I love the question. I like the question because it's a it's a total fantasy. Yeah, and it's also like a fantasy that we've all. Dreamed of. Yeah, of course. You know, however, I think your answer is right on the money. I think um, if dope wasn't addictive, it wouldn't be dope. And if dope wasn't addictive uh, and I could get high like I got high on heroin, I would get high on heroin constantly. You know, it's an impossible question to answer. And uh, and I totally uh, agree. I echo your statement that um, the... You know, I sound like such a fucking douchebag, but the gifts of my sobriety are, are unmeasurable. Yeah. You know, immeasurable. Immeasurable. Excuse me. And, um, you know, I don't even feel like I can do shtick about that review, but I honestly feel like who cares? Like, we're doing a really good thing. You know, like, my life is good even though Magic Dragon doesn't like the show yeah. or doesn't like what I do. My sobriety gives me so much good stuff. Like, it's just a fucking good deal. Yeah. Know? Any other ones? Are we done? We got another one. Good. This show, this is Sarah at Toy Soldier with a little unicorn emoji with a skull. She says, the show doesn't need structure whatsoever, LOL. Can we fucking stop with well, LOL? Is there a question? Yeah, there's going to be, no, there's going to be a statement, but I just want to put this out there. It's like, why does everyone... I LOL all the time. I KK, I LOL. But why do you LOL? I cool, K-E-W-L. Todd does that, too. Yeah. But what what for? Just because, man. That's the direction the world's going in. Fine. K-E-W-L, that's interesting to me. Cool. But 
LOL. You're just trying to be funny. You're trying to say that's funny. No, right? it's, just, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's like not even really funny. A lot of times it's just like um, being, it's a courtesy. Right, it's a courtesy. It's a, cur- it's a courtesy. It's a, cur- it's, a courtesy it's, law. Basically, you're saying, "I see you're trying to be funny, so I'm going to send you this courtesy." LOL. Yeah, and then if I really think like it's funny, I'll LOL, LOL, LOL. You've never done that for me. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you'll get them one day. I won't. Um, you, but sometimes you'll write ha 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 ha. Yeah, I used to put he 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 he. What made you and stop then that? I met somebody that he he he'd, and I didn't like her. You, know, you didn't like how it looked. I didn't like her. Text, text I ate more than all texts. Yeah. Yikes! Yikes! I see yikes. I'm just like yeah, but you do the emoji with the big eyes. I don't. You do. I've seen you do that before. I can even rem- I remember the exact Me time too. you did it. I will never. Since that moment. Which, the time we can't even talk yes, about. Wow, I, I can't will never. That. I almost did it today. <laughs> I was like, never again will I use the emoji with the It's figure. a moment that we can't even. There's been two moments we've referenced uh, <laughs> that are separate in this episode that we can never talk about in Dopey. Stay, okay, let me finish. Okay. Uh, L- Sorry, sir. The show doesn't need structure whatsoever. LOL. But, 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 with five yeah. T's, uh, it'd be cool to have a weekly segment on something, as someone else already said. A current events thing would be nice. I'm sure a lot of the listeners would like to hear your opinions on that type of stuff. I want to respond to this, because I think it's So we had three or two current event things. The fun, I was thinking about We this, tried this. I was Remember thinking we about did this it. myself. And the reason that we don't do it is because our opinions on current events are worthless. Our opinions are worthless? <laughs> no, no, there's two. That is actually the lesser reason. The real reason is we're totally disorganized and we just push Disorganized? Disorganized, exactly. Disorganization is really destroying yeah, us. that's why we don't do it. No, it's because you don't have an opinion on anything. And drug stuff, I have a little bit, but not a lot. No, you don't. What do you have an opinion on? You Portugal. Say, you say, I believe... Let's talk about Portugal yeah. or Colorado. I believe in medical assisted treatment, but I don't really, because I want to just... I want to give you the courtesy. It's like, there's no opinion. <laughs> LOL. I mean, that's the thing about our show. It's like... And I, and I stand by this. We talk about stuff we care about, and if we don't care about it, we don't talk about it. Yeah. I, 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 my father's cereal I find fascinating. <laughs> Portugal, you know, they speak Portuguese. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Anyway, get on Twitter with us. It's fun. Yeah. This is a fun little uh, feature we did here. Like us on – follow us on Reddit. If you haven't jumped on the Reddit train, I really encourage you to do that because Reddit is just a great medium. Like the stuff on there is just fun to look at, you know? Reddit's cool because you can really be a different persona. When, if that's not – I mean I really think the cool thing is just the, the general feed in there, the whole upvote, downvote thing. The shit that you get – it's a lot of it's just like amusing. Like I, I find that the majority of the posts on there are pretty amusing. Like what? Um, I don't know. It's like cats and fucking cool shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, like us on all those things. If you don't like us, if you don't like us on the things, like us on the things. Write us a review. Try not to put me down and give me a brain aneurysm. And uh, stay strong, donation. And uh, toodles. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. I want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be 
good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And I want to take a ride up in the sky Watch this airplane just pass me by And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive But I want to be good so bad Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad I wanna be good, so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And my shadow's getting smaller and smaller And it's time to where I stand Shadow's getting smaller and smaller And it's time to where I stand Busted city far behind I'll take the high road However far it winds Because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find And I wanna be good so bad Wanna be good so bad, so bad I wanna be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had Damn it, all these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And these suckers make me mad And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had 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 And these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had